Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Receive all the honor, Lord God. All the praise, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 God said he needs, he wants brokenness from us. Brokenness. And that's not a bad word. That's a good word. That means all the old is gone and passed away. All things are made new in him. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. For every test and every trial, Lord God. Every test. He said the test is promotion. You can't have promotion without a test. You can't have promotion without going through the wilderness and passing that test, the Lord says. He says, bring it to the altar, the altar of sacrifice. Bring it to the altar. What is it that you need to leave on the altar? Is it your obedience that you need to leave on the altar? Your obedience. How about your gifting? Put your gifting on the altar. How about your spouse? How about your husband? How about your wife? How about your children? Put it on the altar, the Lord says. Bring it to the altar. The altar of sacrifice. Let him consume it. He'll consume it. He'll consume it. And make everything brand new. Everything brand new. All things brand new, says the Lord. All things brand new, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. He says, yes, I am doing a new thing. I am doing a new thing. And I'm doing that new thing in you. And in you. And in you. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory to your name, Lord God. Hallelujah. None like you, Lord. Through the Almighty God, through the only wise God, one God, our God, our God, we yield ourselves to you, Lord, today. We yield ourselves to you this morning, Lord God, for what you are going to teach us, what you're going to impart, what you're going to share, what you're going to give. You're such a giver. You're a giver of gifts. You're a giver, Lord God. You give your love. You give your son. How about shipping We thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah that you count us worthy. That you called us out from our mama's wounds, Lord God, and predestined us to be here during this time and during this season and during this day. 
Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise him. Yes. Give God a hand clap. Hallelujah. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Praise him. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Be seated in his presence. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your presence, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning again and welcome. Welcome to Prophetic Boot Camp. Hallelujah. Amen. And these are held uh, once a quarter. Usually I come dressed in my boot camp outfit. Today was a different day, so I'm, I'm dressed like this. I asked the Holy Spirit what to put on. You guys, you guys, you guys ought to check me out. The, the night before, I'm like a clothes all over the place. <laughs> and then I have to go try them on because, of course, in the natural, you know that I need to make sure I look okay. So I won't be concerned about that. That's the least thing I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about pleasing him and hearing his voice. And that's what this is for. This, these classes and these meetings are to give us an opportunity to come together and iron sharpening iron and know that we all hear God's voice and we all can hear God's voice and that he wants to speak through us. He wants to use us. We're all prophetic people. As long as we got the spirit of God living within us, we can speak on his behalf. We can share a word in due season. We can send love to someone and embrace as long as we are obedient to him and obey him. And he says, altar. Do you have an altar? What is your altar? Sometimes people think of altars in different ways. You know, sometimes we think it's our place where we go and pray. The altar is really your heart. It's your spirit, man. It's a spirit that's yielded and connected to God to live in him. And in him, we live and have our being, right? This is our, he's our source. We are from him and we will go back to him. But he's found a way for us to continue to commune with him, even though, you know, what happened in the garden. We don't have to go back and talk about any of that. So today we're going to talk about part two of the seer anointing. The introductory three months ago, remember what month it was, but I get in spirit, I don't remember some of the natural things, but we talked about discerning of spirits. We couldn't jump right into talking about the seer or the prophet without dealing with discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits is a huge gift. It's, it's an important gift. All the revelatory gifts are important. All nine gifts of the spirit are important because those gifts make up who Holy Spirit is. They are Holy Spirit. But discerning of spirits is real important because people don't quite understand how that works. And if you understand discerning of spirits, you can learn how to operate in the spirit. Do you remember how Moses says, I want to know your ways? 
Um, he also wanted to see God face to face, which God answered him. Praise the Lord. His ways are knowing the spirit realm. That's his ways. How do I know God's ways? I can know his ways by how he operates in the spirit. How did he make the heavens and the earth? And why did he make the heavens and the earth? The Bible says it was for his good pleasure. <laughs> He's God. <laughs> he, wa he, wanted, he wanted a family. And we are his family. And so he, he still is connected with us in spite of the fall. He reconnected because Jesus came, died on the cross, and we're now back in reconciliation or reconciled back to God. Okay? And so we are spirit man. We're spirit man. We're speaking spirits who live in a body. And everyone born again is not spirit filled. And so if you're missing that part and being baptized, you miss out on understanding God's ways. So if you really want to know God's ways, you have to be open to the fact that I need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I need to accept the fact that people uh, speak in tongues, other tongues than their tongues. And that God gives us a special prayer language as well. So you can speak in a tongue that someone understands, diverse tongues, or you can speak in the prayer language personally from you to God. And only you and God know what that, what is being said. Okay, that's different than your first Corinthians 12 gifts of tongues and interpretation of tongues, which can be interpreted by somebody else in the, in the uh, congregation or meeting or even yourself. He can give you the interpretation of it. So um, I wanted to say that we are going to talk today about not the discerning of spirits as much, but it may come up. But that's just a real quick Heads up, if you didn't come to that class, it, it was uh, pertaining to the fact that there are three spiritual, um, I wouldn't say influences, encounters. Uh, you have your, your human spirit, which is us, our spirit that we have that's connected to Holy Spirit. And then you have the heavenlies or the Holy Spirit realm, which would include the angels, the holy angels. That's the second one. Our spirit spirit realm which is the heavenly realm and then the third is the demonic realm so spirits also are in the demonic realm um, i'm sorry De demons are in the spirit realm which is they are demonic so there's three sources of spirits that we discern and that is the three sources and when you are called to uh to be a prophet for one especially a seer prophet you will have the discerning of spirits and you will experience all three of those realms on a pretty much regular basis, depending on your call and your anointing and your function in the body of Christ and what God, you know, what, what is the, uh, the Metron that he has called you to. Okay. Let me get this slideshow going for those who may be online listening. I have to do a share screen. Any questions so far? Everybody's with me? And I do not like Zoom. But I know it serves a purpose. <laughs> I have to embrace it and learn how to use it. There's somebody here. 
I admit it. Hello, welcome to the training. We're just getting started. We did introductions. And I want to do share screen so you can see the screen. And I can't find it. Okay, there it is. Share screen. Share. Too many steps. <laughs> now, presentation. Okay. So today, uh, we're going, this morning, we're going to open with um, discussing the call the commission of the prophetic. I actually have a screen. Oh, you guys have a handout. Those online, there will be a screen that's going to come up where you can see. Intro, the seer prophet, the call commission ordination, consecration, training, preparation, your release. And in summary, we'll talk about being able to determine whether or not God has truly called you there to that office. <laughs> we will break about noon and today lunch is on me at my house, if everybody didn't already know. And we're just, I'm just down off of a hundred and, um, off of 108th and Ford, I think it's like 117th and Fort. So we're just down the ways. It doesn't take long to get there. Next, uh, next slide, the seer prophet. Gonna share a few opening notes. I don't know if you, I don't think you have these on, on your handout, this first statement here. But I think I'll read from the slide first. The seer, as do all prophets, have the anointing, which is the gifting and ability anointing. That's what that word means to hear, feel, taste, and see in the spirit. And as I'm teaching, you all will uh, wreck it. You will, you, um, you, will, you will feel that, oh, that's, that's me or I do that. And just, you know, accept that within your heart because that is, that is you, that happens to you. And we'll go into more detail about it. This, the meeting today or this training today is not so much natural brain uh, work that you're going to do. It's going to be a lot more spirit impartation. Listening, listen with your spirit ears. Did you know you had spirit ears? Yes. That's how we hear God, right? It's with our spirit ears. But we can hear God in other ways. God has made us so unique so unique i always think about the awesomeness of god and my mind just goes you know goes out there i have to come back in <laughs> but you can he can speak to us not just by hearing but through seeing we're talking about a seer okay feeling smell you smell it anybody ever smelled the fragrances of heaven yeah um, in my room, for, for whatever reason, in my bedroom, I was smelling frankincense in my, my, limp, my kitchen. You all are going to see my, little, in my living area. And, and that was, you know, he did that for a few days. But this recently in my bedroom, which I kind of call that my altar to a certain extent because I dream all the time. It's how he really deals with me is in, with dreams and visions. But anyway, I smelled smoke. 
yeah, I smell smoke. And I said, okay, what I went to look at, you know, we do, we have to check things out in the natural, figure things out. You don't go spirit first. Isn't it amazing? How come we can't go spirit first and then think about the natural? Nope, go natural first. So I start smelling and I start looking to see, make sure nothing was burning for one thing. And we have fireplaces there. So I said, oh, maybe they've got their fireplace on. But it was hot. It was too hot to have your fireplace on. It was one of the hotter days, warmer days. And then I went to the, the bathroom and, you know, you have their fan venting. I said, oh, maybe it's just coming from next door. Maybe they smoke and maybe that's just coming through the vent. And that was not, that, that was not the case. It wasn't happening. I went in the bathroom and shut the door. I couldn't smell the smoke anymore. I left the bathroom, went back by my bedroom area while I was smelling it, and sitting still there. It was just smoke, a smoke scent. So I thought that was interesting. Anyway, I thought I'd share that. <laughs> I share things that the Holy Spirit tells me to share, okay? Because I could have a hundred things to share, but there's certain things that he zeroes in on that he wants to pull out for you to share, okay? You have to follow, you have to follow him. Right? He says, follow me. All seers are prophets, but not all prophets are seers. Okay? Because then we'll see in the Old Testament, I think Gad is one of them, but uh, the first thing that they called prophets, they called them seers because the terminology was not really, really there. We know now, though, like even in the New Testament, the word of prophets there but you have a whole lot of churches and people who don't believe in prophets are here today and then the word apostles definitely is not in the old testament that's a whole nother mindset you know a paradigm shift for many people or theologians or whatever you want to call those folks that really supposedly are people of the word but they don't take the word literally one thing i'll add to this note is that Everybody can prophesy as long as you got the spirit of God in you so that you hear him. You can prophesy. You do need to be baptized. And the next thing I will say is that just because you can prophesy doesn't make you a prophet. It doesn't make you whatever you want to be. You can't be what you want to be. You have to be what God made you to be. Okay. Amen. A person enabled by God to discern a seer is a person enabled, that's an enablement, that means it's supernatural, it's something that you can't figure out how you're doing it and why you're doing it, so you're enabled by God to discern, now I talk about discernment of spirits, discern means to perceive, to see, to look, you probably don't have this in your notes, so some things I'll say you won't have in your notes because I can't give you all this. You leave here with a 50-page handout. <laughs> so one who one whose eyes had been open to see and understand things that were not evident to humans in general. So you didn't know, and you had no way of knowing, but you just, you don't know how you knew, but you knew something because something was revealed to you. And not only revealed to you, you even got the understanding of what it is and why it was revealed to you. All supernatural. Remember I said this teaching, it's not here. You can't figure it out here, so don't think you're going to get the answers here. Can't ponder and 
you know, we, we're real smart. We have minds and God gave us those minds for reasons, you know, but this t- dealing with the spiritual sense of things in God's ways, you have to understand them with your spirit, man. So Seer is, was a person in the Old Testament who was consulted by others for wise counsel. At that time, they didn't have the Holy Spirit like we have. Holy Spirit can lead us and guide us and direct us. And sometimes we, we know he's directing us, but there's many times you don't even know he's redirecting you. You have no clue it was him that, you know, told you not to go this way, but to go that way. But, you know, he knows all things. So he's, he's and, you know, I used to, I used to really, when, when I was young, a real young Christian and didn't know any better, <laughs> I say, oh God, I want you to use me like a puppet on a string. Wow. I don't know exactly if, if he put that in me to say <laughs> or where I got it, but I used to say that. And you what? You know what? That's what's happening. That's what happens to you. And you could remember, we're not thinking about this in our minds. We're talking to our spouse spirit. Yeah. Oof. That gets deep, right? It's deep. That's the word that we're familiar with when we talk about spiritual things. Things are deep. Okay. So we're going to go to the next slide. Um. And this will be for you. Which one will it be? I did want to, we're going to talk about call the set call of Samuel, but not right now. Um, but I do want to read one scripture real quick for Samuel. I don't think, I don't know if you have it written down. It'd be first Samuel nine. Verse nine. Maybe if you don't have it, you can write it down. Just going to read it real quick before we go to slide five. Chapter nine, verse nine. Nine, nine. Mine's going to read, I'm going to read it from Amplified. Okay. So just kind of listen. Remember this, this class today is not listening naturally. Listen spiritually. So just listen spiritually. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he spoke thus, come, let us go to the seer. For he who is now called a prophet was formerly called a seer. Then Saul, this is in verse 18. Then Saul approached Samuel in the city gate and said, please tell me where the seer's house is. Samuel answered Saul. He said, I am the seer. Go on ahead of me to the high place for you shall eat with me today. And in the morning, I will let you go and will tell you all that is on your mind. As for your donkeys, which were lost three days ago, do not be concerned about them, for they have been found. So that was an operation of how in the Old Testament times, way back here, how they got direction from God. Okay. And Samuel is a seer. So as I said, we're going to talk about him. He's going to be our example today for study. A seer is a prophet. The prophet and the seer represent two different dimensions, streams, flows, or mechanisms of receiving messages from God. 
And when he after he receives these messages, then he's, he conveys these messages to people. Now, when Moses talked about face-to-face -face with God, he was having conversation. And God can personally prophesy to you. His prophecy is releasing life, releasing seed. Prophecy can activate. It can turn something on. It can turn something out, off. It can pull something out. It can uproot and all that other stuff. That's what prophecy does. And so it can be done face to face with God and your relationship with the Lord and that intimacy with him or through individuals like us. So there's two distinct ways revelation is received from God. So the word revelation means revealed, something you didn't know any other way. And so there's two ways that it's done. That's what we're going to um, go over. So the prophet is the communicative dimension. He, that's the hearing primarily through words. And as I, after a few things here that I talk about, I'm going to give you some examples of people who flow that way. Uh, somebody else needs to be admitted. Okay. So um, next, the seer prophet is a receptive dimension. So that's the part that, remember I talked about those senses? So that's where the word receptive comes from. You're receiving a different way, which is through all the senses that you have in the natural. You, your spirit man mirrors those same senses. So your spirit man looks just like you if you haven't seen yours before or seen a, a spirit before. It looks just like you because it is you. The real us is really more spirit than natural. We're just in this body temporarily because the part of us that's eternal is our spirit. Mm -hmm. So that receptive dimension receives primarily through pictures in various forms, your eyes. You heard of the mind's eye, seeing things in your mind's eye or like with a vision. You can have your eyes wide open and then there's a picture of, of a scene or a place or a person or a word. It could be any of those things. Hope I remember you saying one time you were lying in your bed. I think you were in the bed and above you, this woman was there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but see, you're lying like this. So that's why it looked like it was up there. Okay. You were up like this. It would, the vision would be right here. Mm -hmm. But you saw it. Oh, okay. So you want, don't want to make it look like real spooky, spooky. It's, that, stuff, that, that stuff is really real. No, he's a real person. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just using, Holy Spirit gave me that as an example to share with the, the teaching. <laughs> Amen. So the seer prophet sees, the seer prophet feels and hears. A regular prophet, for just because the sense of the teaching, I'm, I'm going to use the word regular, they, their primary mode of being and receiving something from God is by hearing. 
And there, you know, it's not this hearing so much as it is here. And it just bubble, 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 keeps going, 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 going. And the mind's not connected to what's going, 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 going in the spirit. That's why we call it Nabi. They're on what we call a Nabi prophet and not a seer prophet. So that's the main type, two type that we're, we learn about and we're familiar with. Those two streams. And so this class is going to talk about the difference between the two. So you understand what they are, but also you're going to kind of understand the office of the prophet. Okay. So uh, the prophet was also called a foreteller. Foreteller is someone that knows something in advance. We sometimes hear people say, oh, they, they're predicting the future. No, they don't predict anything. Nobody predicts the future. God has the future in his hands. They're allowed to see the future. They don't predict it. So when you start talking about prediction, then you're dealing with people in the natural world or realm who talk about, you know, uh, soothsayers and what are some of the other names? People who palm as they read their palms and, you know, tell you that your fortune, fortune tellers. There's some other words there too. A whole bunch of other words that we could, we could use. What was one? Psychic. That's a good word for it because that puts them all together in a group. Palm readers. Palm readers, yes. Neck. Necromancy. <laughs> I don't know. You say no. <laughs> and that's psychic, right? Necromancy. Spirit of the dead. Yeah, speaking to them. Yeah. And getting communicating. Yes. Yeah. Getting information from there. Yeah. So that's the that's the that's the evil side. But people can have, if they're not walking with God, they can they can do those things. You got the gift, exactly. Serving the wrong person, or God. Mm -hmm. Yes. With demons. Yeah. Familiar spirits. Yes. Yeah. But they can fool, they can fool man. Yeah. Because that's what they're doing anyway. The number one thing that the devil does is deceive. It's deception. It's number one tool. Yeah, our weapon is deception. Okay. Two major streams of the prophetic. We're going to talk a little bit more about both the Nabi and then the seer, which there's other words for the seer that we're going to be introduced to, the Rohe and Koze, Kozai, however you want to pronounce it. Right? Okay. You know, one of the very first words I remember somebody prophesying to me uh, was um, the gift of discerning of spirits. <laughs> you got the gift of discerning of spirits. I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you're naive, you're young, you don't have a clue of where you're going. And I was just wondering if they were supposed, if they were prophesying, should they have known that I didn't know what the heck they were talking about and they should explain it to me or should have prophesied it to me another way, but it was accurate because there is such a gift and it's discerning of spirits with the S on the end, right? 
I guess it, God just released it and said, now you go figure it out. <laughs> yeah, they acknowledged it. Yeah, prophecy acknowledges something that already is there. And then when you see it later on, it's confirmation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, confirmation. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Okay, the Nabi prophet um, often uses plurality of eldership or seasoned gifted individuals. So usually somebody that flows in this gift is what they, I don't want to call them all what they call generals, quote unquote, but they're definitely matured and they're like elders. And a lot of times you, you presbytery, you see them on a group or a team and they're flowing and they're not necessarily all prophets, but they all typically are most, for the most part, are fivefold ministers, but they don't have to be. All presbytery and anybody flowing deep, deep in prophecy does not have to be in an office. An office is just, I'm not gonna, I've heard people call it a function. It's not just a function, it's a gift. A function is like a job or a duty. You know, go do that function. Uh, mow the lawn. <laughs> that's an act. That's a function. Mm -hmm. A function. It's not just a function, but yeah. I always stick with what the Bible calls it. And the Bible calls the fivefold ministers gifts. Gifts given unto man by Jesus. And if that gift is given to you, it's given to you without any merit. Is given to you without any cost to you. And there's no expectation of receiving it back. If somebody, you bless somebody with a gift, you expect them to give you one back? No. No, not typically. No. No. Not anybody in their right mind <laughs> wouldn't necessarily expect a gift back. People do manipulate people, though. Yeah. <laughs> for exchange for things. Yeah. But that's another class or discussion. <laughs> but, um, uh, we were talking about the, the gifts and the fact that you, you know, we, we want to focus on the fact that prophesying doesn't necessarily make you a prophet. And people who prophesy can be fivefold. They could be a pastor. They can be called to the office of a pastor. Uh, they can be called to the an evangelist. We have one Holy Spirit who lives in all of us. And these gifts are the same gifts. And he, he gives them to whoever he wills. And he uses whoever he wills. And he finds a yielded vessel right. that's been yielded. Another key word is broken. You can't be yielded if you're not broken. Because yes. brokenness means not my will, but thy will be done. Mm -hmm. Amen? Okay. So uh, they will utilize, now this is interesting, giftings of tongues and interpretation of tongues. So typically people who nobby, that gift also is in them quite a bit. Because at that time, at that time, something is being released into their spirits and it's through the tongues and that when they, they'll interpret it. They'll start off being in tongues and then they'll prophesy. Guys, anybody seen that happen? I think Kenneth Hagin used to do that a lot too. Um, Pastor Randy. It comes on her like that. Yeah. Of course, we, we know she went to Rayma and was trained under Kenneth Hagin. Yeah. Yeah. So 
where at whatever ministry you sit under, sometimes that there's a transference of anointing that could be there, impartation. It's one of the two types of prophets. Nabi. Oh yeah, that term mm -hmm. is for a prophet. Yes, yes, ma'am. So their flow is Nabi is spontaneous. It's a faster flow. They flow very fast, and it's a, it's a forth telling, and it's most often inspirational, very inspiring. Because um, when you're being inspired, you're being uh, you you're being like almost caught caught up into what God is saying to you. You know, you kind of that's how somebody inspires you. You're being inspired. Uh, the word Nabi refers to the action of flowing forth. It also carries. Where I lost my spot here. Flowing forth with inspiration refers to the action of flowing forth. It also is carried with it the thought to bubble forth. You heard people say bubble. And sometimes they'll say that's what it feels like. I got, I got to talk. I, I mean, I got to prophesy. I got to prophesy because it's, you know, something's bubbling in them. And and you, they can't hold it. <laughs> Sometimes they just, yeah. <laughs> they can. Yeah, they can't hold it. <laughs> right. But yeah, it flows and it flows like a fountain. The, you know, and also that um, it's like a, it starts off with like a drop. And it, it, another word is it lifts, it lifts up, it lift, it lift up, comes forth. So it like tumbles forth and springs forth like a river. That's why in the Bible talks about rivers of living water. It flows spontaneously, spontaneous flow. John 7, 38. Okay. And, and I have that scripture here in the Amplified. He who believes in me, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. Now, that was one of the first things I heard God say to me when I thought it was an audible voice I was hearing. <laughs> you know, I'm just walking from the, my workout, going to my car. And it just popped up, and my he used my mouth for it to come out of. I was at a point where I, he just remember I said he used me like a puppet on a string. I was just I was just <laughs> my mind was wasn't there, and I was just moving on, and and I obeyed, and that's what came out. And I said, "Oh, okay, that's a good one. I'm gonna read that when I get home." <laughs> and you know. I actually, I started off mostly Nabi. That's how I got taught. Another person who Nabi is a Nabi prophet is um, Bill Hammond. So Bill Hammond's camp, that's how they teach you how to prophesy. And all of the training that we've had coming up was from that camp. Um, my husband, Philip, we all trained under the folks, Pastor Don and those folks in Blacksmith that, uh, you know, they're, they were certified and uh, I don't know, I think he might have just called her spiritual father too. Pastor Donna's spiritual father was going to happen. Uh, 
anyway, we had a lot of training under that camp and a lot of, uh, and another one that we went through was Eckhart. Anybody heard John Eckhart and how he pa- he prophesies in ministers? He's knobby. <laughs> I was like, are you ever going to stop? I mean, you can't, you got to listen, listen, listen. You, you, he almost like he doesn't take a breath. When do you, when do you yeah. breathe between all of that? And he can just go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. It's amazing. Very much so. So, so, so amazing. Uh-huh. Oh, in, in his meetings? Yeah, we used to go there a lot. We'd go there down there for their trainings, and we'd go down there for their meetings. And Eckhart's, yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, it was, he's, he's amazing. So those two... And that's why I always thought I was a Nabi prophet and not too many. I, I think I might've shared to some of you. I don't know that God said seer. He called me out as a seer and I had not thought I was a seer. Although I see that has always been there too. You see what I'm trying to get at? So you can see and not necessarily be a seer. You could see and definitely not have to be a prophet. Okay. So when he said seer, it's like, okay, it opened up an area where I got to fine tune you now. And this is where I really want you to focus your ministry in. And I'm ready to take you to some, another ram, another area to see. I love to see, but sometimes certain things scare me to death. <laughs> Not physical dad <laughs> not spiritual dad you guys know what i mean with that terminology but it's, it's so fearful you don't know if it's uh an area that you really want to embrace because you we don't know uh unknown <laughs> it's a brand new experience so most of my supernatural encounters are when he just takes me so you know when you talk about the rapture and twinkling of an eye, that's how he can just take you to heaven. You know, it can be just like that. And so that's fine. But when he starts showing me things, like I've seen demons, I've seen things, is it like, you know, I just, what do you want me to do with that? <laughs> Why are you showing me that? <laughs> I don't want to see that kind of thing. Uh, I know that that is something he expects or has already knows that I'm supposed to do. So I need to learn to walk in that and embrace it. So he said it, and now I need to know what it's about. And it's up to me now. See, he does things for, through us and gives us information, but we have a responsibility to embrace and to uh, walk down that road and learn from him, right. right? And learn from others and be where he sends you to learn. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a seer. I'm, I'm a new seer. <laughs> A prophet and a so-called Nabi prophet for a long time. Maybe I got graduated. I don't know. <laughs> but you say hope. Oh. <laughs> we come to you. <laughs> right. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna tell you. I don't know. I don't see anything. <laughs> you can only see what he shows you. So this is a good end. End word. You don't enter into that rim on your own. You have to. He will be the one that opens that to you or shows you you know you can desire it in your heart I always desire to see angels because oh, I can see them in the spirit 
But I want to see, I want to see him like I see Hope sitting there. <laughs> and the Lord laughed at me and said, you would not be able to handle it. <laughs> the, the, the magnificence of it all. <laughs> no way you wouldn't even be able to handle it. <laughs> I'd be flat on my face probably. <laughs> and trying to peek and look and see. <laughs> so, um, you know, you don't, it, he will, he will pull you in. He will show you, he will guide you, he will teach you, he will direct you. And so it's something that, if that's a desire of your heart, believe me, you, it will happen. It will happen. Whatever it is that you're desiring, because he is what God has put the Holy Spirit, the Lord, they, the desires are placed in us by him. Because we come out of him. I'm sorry. I, I can hardly hear you. Oh, yeah. About, and I always have. In my, with my spirit all right, spiritual. Yeah, but you know what? You're right, Sheila. Because um, I actually now can see the halo or the, the, uh, the, sh the uh, form. The outline, it's not like seeing a real act, but, <laughs> but it is. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. But I do, I do see them. You're right. Huh? I have, I've spoken to them. Yeah, well, you want to hear that, don't you? <laughs> now, these kind of experiences come to those who called seers everybody doesn't have them yeah and so even though you can see you're going to see it at a different level than say maybe i would or uh we had to start talking about okay kenneth hagan is a seer uh pop dad hey e hagan the one that passed oh yeah he saw all the time you know he would he would be in a meeting remember and he says hmm I saw you down the street or I saw somebody with somebody's woman and da 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 <laughs> Yeah, so he was, he was a seer. So there's levels in the spirit realm and dimensions that you flow in based on your calling and your gifting and where God has put you. And so everybody's not going to see it at the same level and um, or have the encounters that some people have. And I've just... I have had these, and, and you know, when you're a child, and I'm kind of getting off the subject because I talk later about um, the, how God, you know, who you are, you learn when you're a child. Things have been going on with you, you know, and then they you remember, start to remember those things. But um, I know that I have been super have been supernatural for since young, but thought it was pretty natural, and everybody was that way. Is how we usually think because we don't know any different whether we're naive or not. We're definitely not smart enough in the spiritual realm. And I surely didn't have the measure of the Holy Spirit in, in my coming up days. But I would always know things or say things in, in, uh, in due season and not knowing why they came out. And people would question me and say, why did you say that? Because they, they, And they wouldn't come and tell me that, you know, that was me or, you know, to, to, to uh, encourage me about it. They just kind of kind of you know said it as if you shouldn't be saying it <laughs> but if you know it and it came out and you said it in a loving way why not say it but um back to the encounters with the angels all of that started to happen 
even more so, even though I had those desires all along, that they really start to manifest and happen when I begin to embrace the fact that he said, seer. You know, um, a few years before that, he had said to me, and he's always talking, but there's certain key words or nuggets you grab onto that, like I always call them a seed. I always equate the, the prophetic to a seed. Um, but he had told me because I was wanted to know, okay, what is what I heard the word Metron? What is my that's like your sphere of influence or who you call to minister to or reach or influence? And I said, What is my Metron? Uh huh. And so he told me one morning, uh, he said, He just said, House prophet. Said, oh, okay, house prophet. Okay, I said, What is a house prophet? <laughs> And I, I think it's, uh, oh, what is her name? The, the lady in, in uh, Tulsa, the prophet. She's written the book of Paula Price. She's taught on those kind of different things. I mean, she was one of the earlier people that went into that really breaking down the prophetic and the prophet. And a house prophet is one that's called to the house, which the house is the church. So you're called to the body of Christ. And so that's what a, a house prophet is. And so I knew that, I knew I wasn't called to somebody's nations and going overseas and things like that, you know, and whatever. Um, but so that was like confirmation that, okay, then I know where I'm supposed to be when, you know, I walk into my ministry. So that started to happen and evolve even more, especially since that happened even before I came to Redeemed. And now at Redeem, I may be, I, I know I'm not the only prophet here, but I may be one of the more seasoned ones that, that, that's here. I will say older. <laughs> the aged, the aged one. Anyway. Um, and then, then when I, when he said seer, wow, that's what it really, the ram I believe did open because I just, I was just, I was really apprehensive. I didn't know what I was getting ready to go into. I knew something was going to start happening. And that's when the angel thing came up. And uh, I think I've talked about this because I've taught on angels before that, you know, one of my friends from when Claire was here and saw all these angels in my house. And that really drew attention to the fact that I know that they're there. I know what they're for. I've seen them in meetings, but I don't really want to be friends and I really don't want to be having any conversation or dialogue with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I used to say. <laughs> now I have no choice because angels, God wants us to be able to cooperate with them. They are our destiny helpers. Angels can even bring giftings. They bring things from heaven. They're the ones that carry the body parts in when you're ministering to somebody and you're laying hands on them. They'll put the new heart in there. I mean, come, come. <laughs> so you gotta know how to deal and cooperate with angels in the angelic realm. Okay. So when I when I when she came and it was like a month later, I, two weeks no, it was not even a month. Two weeks later. And I mean, she probably saw a dozen in my house. 
And you know how, because we're seers, we sensitive people, we sense them, we feel them, our spirit knows that it's there, and you know, all that. And it just gets heavily. You know how you just start crying for no reason and different things and stuff like that? It's because it's the, you know, it's because God's presence is goodness and it is, you know, it, and that was always happening in my house, but I thought that was just me <laughs> in my relationship with God. But they they have glory on them. They are magnificent. Can't no demons come around and be around when they're around. Yeah, they were hit. The, the, the angels were the ones hitting my bed. I said, why are you hitting my bed? <laughs> At least I didn't say it was a devil. <laughs> but the angel told me, he responded. See, I'm, see, I'm talking to the angels now. He says, to make sure there's nothing. <laughs> Stop it, apostle. <laughs> he says, so there's nothing that's not of God in here. Okay. <laughs> when you get to a certain level like that with God, there's almost like nothing can touch you. Nothing can hurt you. <laughs> she looks <I'm> <laughs> Stay in this bay. I'll get there. <laughs> okay. And then, and then, so I'm going to finish up with this angel part. Oh goodness. <laughs> two, two weeks, two weeks later, I end up traveling to Kentucky to a conference, prophetic conference. And a prophet, I don't usually get called out because God told me that many, many years ago too. And the only time he would prophesy to me or you know point at me and say, call me out, is it was because, you know, somebody else in the meeting needs to hear what was being said to me for the most part, because I didn't need to, I, I, he was not going to allow me to have a lot of prophecies. So that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, this prophet called me out. And I said, oh, okay, something's up. Because <laughs> I don't get called out. He says, you are having angelic visitations. And I said, oh, wow, like this. I said, yeah. <laughs> now I'm leaving. I'm way in Omaha. And I'm all the way in Kentucky, Tennessee, or wherever that meeting was at. Oh my goodness! And he he confirms it. I said, "Okay, Lord, I'll obey." <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> and that's when I went back home and and I not as you know I greeted him. I said, "Hello, angels." <laughs> I start talking to them. I found out what their names are. They told me what they do, what their function was. I had like a 10, 15 minute conversation with one. Yeah. Their names. Yeah. Ted. I have a Theodore or Ted and a Theophilus. And they're twins. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're, they're, they minister with me, but I have, I have an angel that's with me all the time that ministers with me, that stands behind me and ministers with me. And so, yeah, there you go. Okay, I'm got. We got to get back on because <laughs> we got. It's eleven o'clock already. So whatever that was, she to put it on the on the burner, slow cooker, and we'll go back to it because I have to I have to get back to the the teaching. <laughs> All right. So did they continually have this flow? We're back to the knobby people. You guys remember? 
So we're in the spirit. Are we in the spirit? We're in the spirit, aren't we? Amen. Oh, it's beautiful. Yes. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we acknowledge you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Oh, shiri boka baha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Praise your Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That gift, uh, they hear, and then they repeat what they hear. And like I said, I was a Nabi. I'm, I could still Nabi, <laughs> but you know, not that's, that's it's, it's a bubble up. So you're learning the difference between the two. And a person who's really called to the office does both. It's just one of them stronger than the other. And if they're called to be a seer and that identity of being a seer comes from Jesus, then you, you know that that's who you are, what you are. We are, you know, that we haven't talked about the calling, but we will. But you, when, when you're called, Jesus is the one that calls you because he is the one that gives that gift. And he doesn't call everyone. It just says some are. <laughs> doesn't mean that anyone's more important than the, the other either. Okay. Um, they step out. How you learn is not be, you step out according to your portion of faith, the faith that you have. Because a lot of times we would have to, we have a, a visiting minister come in and Pastor Marshall would pick who he, he said, okay, you prophetic team. And then he would call the names because there could be six, seven, eight, nine, ten of us on a prophetic team. But there's certain people that God would give him the name to call them out to come up. And then you didn't even know you were going to be called out. You go up and he wants you to minister and pour into this minister, guest minister. And that's what faith is. That's the proportion of faith that you have to be able to minister out of your gift, the gift that God put in you. Some examples of Dobby, we already mentioned, Bill Hammond, John Eckhart, Brenda Kuhneman, Hank Kuhneman's wife. Hank Kuhneman is a seer. Brenda is a Nobby. And then Pastor Randy, Nobby. People who know Pastor Randy have seen her minister before. Some have, some have, haven't. Okay, now we're going to talk about Rohe or Kozai, which is the seer. So we just talked a little bit about the Nabi. So the word in English versions of the Bible represents two Hebrew words for the seer, which is Rohe and Kozai. They both mean to see, literally to see. Literally and figuratively. Figuratively meaning a vision in your mind's eye. And then Amos 3, 7. I'm going to read that. I think I might even have it a little later. It says, surely the sovereign, I think this is HIV or NIV or version, sorry, NIV. Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing the word revealing. Look at that. He has planned to his servants, the prophets. The word reveal is right there. He has to reveal it to them. He says that he doesn't speak. it. He's revealing. Kose is connected with the verb used for prophetic vision. That's why it's two names to describe it. So one's the vision, which is your eyes or sight tends to be more single in ministry versus the plurality of a team operating. It's usually a person that ministers. 
the emphasis is on the vision and what they see. So when they prophesy, they, they start off saying that. Usually they say, I see. Or I perceive. So they emphasize on the vision and the revelatory gifts versus meaning with spirit of wisdom and spirit, the gift of spirit of wisdom, the gift of word of knowledge comes forth. So they, they see it and then they receive it that way versus the audible, the speaking gifts. Often operate at a slower pace due to describing pictures in their own words. I do that when I prophesy. I usually will start off and I'll be slow and then I'll start off. <laughs> and, you know, that's because I'm, I'm down that vein. I do that more than the Nabi. Emphasis, um, so, so the pace is slower and they're describing the picture that they see. And sometimes a picture is unfolding as they're speaking. Okay, it's happening, the scene is happening. Like a motion picture. They call it sometimes a panoramic scene. These prophetic vessels appear to have limitations until they sense the anointing. So it's like they don't really move or do anything or people don't think they, you know, can prophesy or have have anything to say. But once that anointing hits them, you know, it's like, watch out. And that's how uh, Pop Hagen was. He was like that. It was like, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And see, Pastor Randy, you know, like I said, prophets do both. She would see, too. So you could see a Nabi, but her, her main thrust is, is that of a Nabi prophet. She's not necessarily called, I have not heard her call herself a seer. They often get their information ahead of time and tell it later. <laughs> so she can bear witness to that. <laughs> the term kozo also means to experience, to gaze, and to discern. Examples of seers, I don't think we talked about too many of them except Kenneth Hagen and Hank Kuhneman. Others would be like Jim Gall, John Paul Jackson, Robert, Robin Bullock, he's kind of one of the newer ones, Alpha, Alpha Lacoff, Alpha Call, Lacoff, Lacoff, Lacoff. I can't say his name. <laughs> They're serious. Okay. Okay, my screen is not working here. What's going on? There we go. Now we're going to talk about. Uh, might be page six, I'm not for sure how that's numbered on the handout there. The other words that describe, uh-huh, maybe. <laughs> other words describing how the prophetic comes, how people receive. The first one uh, word there is pronounced prophetesy, prophetes, uh-huh. It's a New Testament Greek word, meaning speak forth the mind and the counsel of God. 
It simply means to speak for another. As a prophet, you are a mouthpiece and your metron is your sphere of influence. Those who are called to be a prophet, their words bring supernatural victory. That's why it talks, I think it's first Samuel. We might talk about that when I'm thinking, I think it's chapter three, that he says his words were not gonna fall to the ground. They fall on this, they go to their heart and they, they're gonna do what they, what they were released to do. Supernatural victory. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe and remain steadfast to God's prophets and you shall prosper. That's the Amplified uh, Second Chronicles 2020. Second Chronicles 2020. Prophets guide and protect God's people by revealing the thoughts, purposes, timing, and personal word of God and ministering his mighty power to them and their situation. Prophets have spiritual authority. That's key. If you're not a prophet, you're going to have very little spiritual authority in the spirit realm. And you can get in trouble. Get out there and get hurt. And get in big trouble or hurt someone else. Spiritual authority. The spiritual authority is given to you by the nature of the call and the gift that you have. Those called to fivefold that Jesus is imparting a part of himself into a given him a part of himself. They have they, they have that. Everybody doesn't have that. Your 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 believers, born again believers who are not called to that office will not have the same authority in the spirit realm as those who are. And devils will know who you are. <laughs> Demons will know who you are. Because I think, because I, think uh -huh. well, I know I'm what you're saying. Uh, but it would be like uh, the sons of Stephen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Who, who didn't really have the authority, who was trying to do. Exactly. Exactly. It's the grace. It's the grace. Yes. It's the grace. And that's why sometimes they call the fivefold ministry gifts grace gifts. Because mm. you're getting a portion, you get you. You're getting the substance of Jesus himself. Awesome. Yeah. And you're walking here in this earth realm as Jesus yeah. at a whole different type of position or authority. Remember, we're, we're listening to these this teaching, not here, right. but here. Right. And the spirit and the, and the spirit realm, it's, just, it's right over here somewhere. It's right there somewhere. It's right over here. It's the, it's a it's another dimension that you could just step over into if you could. <laughs> okay, we're not talking about going up to heaven through the through the heavenlies. Although I've done that too in the chariot. <laughs> I've done that a couple times. So yeah, that's not what we're talking about today. So that's so that's the answer for the question that about spiritual authority. Uh, Prophets, yes. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. 
Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. That's having spiritual authority. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting you would bring that up. And I remember because the Holy Spirit is reminding me of a time when, there again, I am just learning. I'm I'm hungry. My Victory Church, and it was during our revival. And I think, you know, at, during that revival, we carried an anointing of glory on us anyway. And I was at work, and that's when I was a director of nursing at a nursing facility. And that those kind of places have all kind of demons and people that have them. And I went to the restroom, and, and, uh, and there was a lady in there. I think she was a visitor. She wasn't employed because I didn't recognize her. And she was just really talking to herself really loud. Nobody else was in the, in the bathroom, <laughs> you know, in the break room area. And I went in the bathroom, did my thing and came back out. She was still there. And um, she said, huh, I can't talk to you. You know too much. <laughs> and I, I said, excuse me? <laughs> I wanted to know what she was even talking about. Because I knew she was talking to herself. She was kind of a crazy, crazy. And, that, and, that's, and she repeated herself. And then she says, I just got these uh, needles all in my head and my brain or something she was saying. She was saying some real crazy things. And so, yeah, the devil, they recognize you. And they know what they can get away with and what they can't get away with. Yeah. So there is definitely a spiritual authority. And believers need to know their spiritual authority. Believers don't even realize how powerful they are and the anointing they carry in the spirit realm. But once they do and they're armed with it, you know, they're a whole nother person. Yeah. It's just that everybody has a different function and a purpose. And, and this is what this these classes sessions are for. So we know and can walk in our authority and know what God has called us to do and be. Because the devil would love for you to be over here doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Right. <laughs> when you can be more productive over here where your, your anointing really is and your grace is. So prophets have spiritual authority in which those who flow in prophecy do not have. So when they're prophesying, they're prophesying at a different level. And that's why their prophecy, when you talk about the uh, simple gift of prophecy, which is prophecy in 1 Corinthians uh, 14, it's, you know, you're releasing to edify and build up. You know, you're not, you're not bringing in any type of uh, revelation which, or correction, you know, or even direction for people. Because it's a different level for where a prophet ministers out of the, through the prophetic than a lay person ministers out of prophetic, yeah. or even a five, other another fivefold in the prophetic can be at a different level. So the prophet Isaiah prophesied the defeat of the Assyrian war against Ju Judah, and God sent one of His war angels who killed one hundred eighty-five thousand soldiers in one night so prophets speak things that impact nations impact the world prophets could send you god could send a prophet to a, a land or a place or you know and and make make some real noise so 
Hosea 12, 13 says, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet, Israel was preserved. It is the mouth of the prophet that the personal and national word of the Lord is proclaimed. God spoke to prophet Moses. He said, go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. Exodus 4, 12. God declared to prophet Jeremiah, behold, I have touched your mouth and put my words in your mouth. That's Jeremiah chapter one, verse nine. So this is the decade of the company of prophets being the mouth of the Lord. That's being said more and more right now by a lot of uh, ministries, key ministers. The, the mouth of the Lord speaking God's directive to individuals and nations. And you notice, um, you notice when uh, President Trump was in office, he had a lot of prophetic people around him. You know, he, you know, whether he listened to him or not, we don't know. <laughs> but there were a lot of, like Paula Price, there were a lot of key people that were around him. I can see others too, but can't remember their names. So uh, another way that he speaks, another way that the flow can come is, it, and I'm not sure how to pronounce it, Natabath, Nabath. Napata, spelled N-A-T-A-P-H. N-A-T-A-P-H. And if you look it up in Strong's, it's number 5197. <coughs> I think I need some water. Okay. This means to let drop like rain. It comes upon us little by little and is accumulated in our buckets over a period of time. <laughs> so um, Isaiah 28 verse 10 it says for precept must be upon precept precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little there a little 2810 <laughs> yeah you should have it on one of your pages Show the wrong page. <laughs> Go back one. Uh huh. Masa, the third way. The third way is Masa, spelled M A S S A. M A S S A. You should have that in your handout. Strong's 4853. Masa. This is used to refer to the hand of the Lord. that releases the burden of the Lord. Oh, precept upon precept and line upon line. It's like word upon word. <laughs> it's like an order. It's a directive. You know, it's giving direction. And it did it builds up as well. So when God's hand comes upon us, it imparts something to us. And he, you know, when God comes and shows up, when he, like we're here, he meets us and we're meeting him, 
It's not for a reason. He's going to do something. He always has a purpose and an, out, an intended outcome for each of us. When his hand lifts, his burden remains. So that's with the hand of the Lord. If he's going to release his burden on you, when he, when he lifts his hand, that burden stays on you. And you have to find out what he wants to do with it. It could be a call. It could be a call. Could be an assignment. And many times calls and assignments, some of them can be short, short-lived. It could be just a prayer assignment. It could be for nations, a person, a community, a church, an individual. It can be for a short period of time. It could be for a long period of time. You just have to know. Yes, ma'am. Um, like, well, I God to, to tell me to go mm -hmm. and share something. Mm -hmm. with someone and they're in leadership mm -hmm. and, and I don't want to go <laughs> All right. because of what he's having to tell them I mean it's so like a word of correction mm. and uh, when, when, when once he gives it to me mm -hmm. like you said he lifts his hand mm -hmm. the burden don't leave no. and, uh, and, and uh, I, I remember I prayed for hours one day and, and back again, I said, okay, Lord, I'll go. Mm -hmm. And so then I went, mm -hmm. and I did what he said. Mm -hmm. And then you're done with it. Yeah. There's other ways to develop. Yeah, it'll linger. It'll linger until you obey him yes. within it. Yes. And you will feel it. It'll, it'll just, it's just like it's a gnawing mm -hmm. something in your gut that won't go away. Within <laughs> my connections. Mm-hmm. To do that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Praise God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Uh huh. How how do you know? You have to know that. How do you know how long that will be? That burden. Until it lifts. <laughs> You can keep carrying it, feeling it for days, months. It won't go away. He'll remind it to you. He'll, he'll remind you. He'll bring it back around. He'll use somebody else to even confirm it. And if you're not careful, you'll be one. He'll call you out in the meeting and deal with you in that meeting about it. <laughs> but with grace and in love, that's why, so, you know, everybody that prophesied, God's not telling them to say certain things, and they say it because they know things about you personally. Yeah. That's why prophetic training is important. People are not trained appropriately how to prophesy. Yeah. There's a way to prophesy, but there are people who prophesy out of their flesh and out of their own human desires, you know, and for recognition or whatever. Resentment, you know, trying to get back at somebody. Yes. Who? Jonah. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah, even so that's a good example because even your own obedience or disobedience can affect other people. Yes. You know, like you said, Apostle, you had a word you were supposed to deliver to somebody and if you, you didn't want to do it because it was a strong word of correction. Well, he chose you to do it. He didn't choose anybody else to do it. So he's already prepared whoever's going to receive it to receive it. And they knew. Yeah. But because they didn't obey <laughs> or whatever they were doing, they sent you to deliver this word to get their attention. So God warns us so, you know, so that we don't continue to stay in our sin or That's get tripped right. up, That's right. you know, in any way. Sometimes he wasn't only you give that word. I'm sorry. Sometimes he wasn't only you give that word. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She was the only one this person to give it. Right. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a peace about it. That's another reason why you said lifting. How you know it's going to lift or it's gone? The burden's gone. Yeah. And especially prophetic people, you should really keep in your prayer journals things like that when God yes. is dealing with you on things because you're learning from that. These are all steps in learning yeah. and each progress, our test. Remember yeah. the prophetic word that we opened up with, with test? Test is, you know, ways that God promotes us. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Because that's growth for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can come down here now, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So come down here, Sheila. Down, huh? Once you get this, this, that particular thing, once you give it, or once you do what, what God has mm-hmm. put that burden on you to do, mm-hmm. you feel you feel a release. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's powerful. Uh, it's amazing. I was going to to say uh, with the burden handmaiden of the Lord is it is like being the midwife for birthing something when God puts the burden upon you and in you you start to feel his heart you know and so that burden is like an intercession Um, another thing that the Lord was showing me is that the word is like the placenta you know how you have uh, and this is not in your notes guys with this placenta here <laughs> the placenta is a vascular organ okay so I'm a nurse I'm an RN so sometimes when I teach I talk medically <laughs> God gives me medical examples <laughs> so <laughs> you got me okay so the placenta is a vascular organ in mammals except they call them monotrims, not monotrims, and these other type of mammals. But anyway, it unites the fetus to the, to the mother, the maternal uterus. So the placenta is what unites or, or attaches to 
the mother's uterus and the other part is to the child, the baby or the fetus. And it mediates all of the metabolic exchanges through a, through a more or less intimate association of uterine mucosal and uh, amniotic fluids, chronionic and amniotic fluids or tissues. So the prophetic is like the placenta. It helps to support the word because the placenta supports the fetus in development and it helps. So in, in supporting it, it helps to maintain it. So the words don't fall to the ground and not produce what it was intended to produce. The word is a seed. Okay. So when, when God spoke, you know, the earth into existence, you know, his word did not return to him void. The, the earth became, the earth became that thing. And that's what happens with the prophetic word. You speak that word, it goes into a person's spirit and it, those things happen. Change, deliverance, giftings are released. Yes. Whatever it is that God intended, intends to happen. And he has to have a vessel do that. That's why Jesus came and showed us that's how it's done. Right? Okay. The other thing that the um, placenta does, it helps with growth. So it not only helps the baby stay healthy and viable, okay, and not be aborted, it also helps the baby grow and develop to its fullness of time when it's time and nobody knows how that, you know, that labor hits. That's the fullness of time. You can't control it. Can't do nothing about it. It's just got to happen, right? And that's how the prophetic word is. When a prophetic word is released into your life, you know, that you're going to go to the nations. Okay, the seeds released. It's going to take root. It's going to grow. And, and when, is it, when is it going to happen? You don't know. In the fullness of time, you're going to go to the nations. Okay? So the word is, grows and is protected. And in the fullness of time, it manifests. Some things can manifest right away, but then there's some that don't. So the fetus also protects. So it has support, growth, and then it also protects. It prevents the mother. It prevents the rejection of the fetus by the mother. Okay, did you hear that? <laughs> rejection of the fetus by the mother. The mother rejecting it. So the prophetic also another vision it's like a caterpillar caterpillar becomes a butterfly there's transformation there's change that has to happen right so the word can be rejected by the receiver they've kind of they've got it down to a science we know that it's how many weeks is it for a baby nine 42 or nine months yeah. So the same thing like with the caterpillar into a butterfly, we kind of have an ideal of how that's why they can predict. I've had a couple kids on the day that they gave me my due date. So, you know, it just kind of depends on, on when it's supposed to happen. But, you know, it still is when that time clock goes off is when God says it's time. Ecclesiastics, that's what it says, the time to be born is the time to die. Okay, exactly.
time to mourn and all those other things. Yes. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. And we don't realize the power of our words because people, you know, when I remember going to school there, and I used to always get stuck on this or really pondering that statement when they say self-fulfilling prophecy. And I said, wow. And I mean, I'm, I'm just a teenager or not. I was probably in grade school, middle school. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? And then when they say that, you know, you, whatever you speak is what you're going to become. Those kind of things I, re- I remember, you know, coming up, but it's so true. Yeah. You can be, so when you, when you have children, you got to speak life into your child. You got to tell them who they are and what they're going to be. Not what you see, but not what, you know, not their bad habits, not the, not the symptoms you see. You speak past that. You speak what you see or what you want to see come out of them. <laughs> oh boy, words just <laughs> makes it happen. Boy, it makes it happen. That's what prophecy is. That's what prophecy is. Praise the Lord. spirits we are made in God's image we are made in the image of God he speaks things into existence remember the tree that um, Jesus cursed you know realize your voice and your words are so important so important and that's why in the Bible you know God says you know prophecy that's the gift that you really covet is the gift of prophecy that's an important gift it's the closest you can be to him is when you're speaking. He's allowing him to speak through you and be used by him. Mm-hmm. You feel that oneness and you know that you, ha- you know, that you are loved, that you're accepted and the beloved and all of that. When you're, when you have that co- connection of the oneness and the oneness is a real true thing that, 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 that does happen. It happens to you spiritually. So just like with the butterfly, there's transformation or change. We develop, our spirits develop because of what's released. We can unlock things, deposit things. We can curse things, get rid of things, kill them. All of those kind of things, just like Jesus did. Jesus was the word that became flesh and lived among us. So we're going to talk about the call. We have about 20 minutes here 
I don't see if I can get through most of what I have to add. Try to go with fewer. Uh, I have page 16 in my notes, but it's probably not the same number as the, the handout. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, the call of the prophet. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think I'm going to say or read a few things before I go to the def definition. And so try to, we're going to try to go through this without uh, comments. So if you get any, write it down. We'll talk about them. Okay. Prophets are set apart for ministry. So this is kind of like uh, where you're just going to sit and receive this in your spirit and listen. It's your spiritual ears. <clears throat> Prophets are set apart because it's nothing that you haven't heard before. Prophets are set apart for ministry with a special calling to proclaim God's word. They must go through an extensive process of consecration. What does it mean, consecrate? It means to make holy, to dedicate to a higher purpose. The S-E-C-R part of consecrate comes from the Latin word sacred. Remember that something consecrated is dedicated to God and thus sacred. Training, transformation, and in the Bible, transformation means change or renew from a life that no longer conforms to the ways of the world to one that pleases God. I'm going to go back a minute here. So they go through an extensive process of consecration. Not to say other fivefold ministry gifts don't, but I'm talking about the prophet. And it's a different type of consecration. He consecrates and sets you apart and trains you differently. Each gift is trained differently. Why? Because they have a different function. That's where the word function comes from. They're not a function. I've heard somebody say that... Uh, I'm in this office, but it's just a function. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, it's a gift. <laughs> okay, it's a gift. They must go through an extensive process of consecration to be made holy, set apart to be sacred. Holy, you're sacred. Oh, my, 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 my. And training transformation. Okay, that's what I said, training and transformation. Consecration means that you're being set apart to be made holy. Then you're trained. And then during that training process, you're being transformed. That, that's a whole process. Look at the butterfly caterpillar and the butterfly and the cocoon <laughs> and that cocoon is transferred transformation is happening eventually they're going to fly away beautiful Woo! right hallelujah so you're changed you are new you're brand you're not the same makeup that you were back then <laughs> oh my Oh my, you're not even the same born again Christian that you were in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, where old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
You're transformed from even that state of being born again and having a new spirit. And so from glory to glory, line upon line, precept upon precept, it's a process. It's a process. You're not going to get here from here to here in a year. You're not going to be Mr. Prophet, Mrs. Prophet. No, 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 not going to happen. From here to here can be 20 years, 30 years. And then your call, your, your assignment, your true assignment, how long was Jesus's? Three years. When did Moses finally get here? For his assignment. How old was he? 80? About it? Yeah. Long, long process. Process, process. We don't want many interruptions, but if it's a half to speak it out. So it's a, we're being recorded here, too. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And I'm talking about the 20 to the 40 or whatever, to the 80, <laughs> going around the same mountain over and over again, stepping out, of, stepping, stepping out of position for like, how long did I step out of position for a minute? <laughs> it, seem, it seemed like it was only a minute, but it was like five years off the mark. Gotta speed you back up, catch you up. <laughs> yeah, but God can do that. He can, he can do that. He can force feed us and catch us up. Redeem the time. Yes. Yeah, he can redeem the time. Yes. Praise the Lord. Okay, so that was Romans 12, 2, right? Romans 12, 2. <laughs> so this is accomplished by the renewing of our minds and inward spiritual transformation that will manifest itself. So that, that renewing of the mind is you got to get the spirit mind. This mind has to be the spirit mind. The spirit has to be in control. It manifests itself in outward actions. So you start seeing a different change in the person. You start to look different, talk different, act different, walk different. They have a glory on them. You know, people come in your presence. There are certain people that are just like, whew. You know, you don't put them on a pedestal. You're not worshiping them. But you're acknowledging the anointing on their lives. And the giftings and the weightiness that they carry in the spirit. You, you just can acknowledge it. And know that's God. Yeah, because you could also know what is that man. <laughs> that's pride. Yeah. Right? Okay. Praise the Lord. Huh. Okay. An inward transformation that will manifest itself in outward actions, commissioning or ordination as directed by God. So this is accomplished by the renewing of our minds and inward spiritual transformation that will manifest itself in outward actions. And then there will be commissioning and ordination as directed by God. Y'all get it? Not by man. God tells them to ordain you. Not man. 
You can't tell them they ordained you. <laughs> God is the one that speaks to the man of God or the woman of God and says, my hand is on that one. Yeah. And, and apostle, <laughs> um, when he speaks and says, go do so and so and so and so and so and so, that's what you do. Yes. You'll, you yield and you obey and you do it. Yes. You'd be real surprised by a whole lot of men and women of God that won't. That won't do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Is there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Woo. My spirit is doing tumbles. I do. I have stands. You know, he stand my on my hand and all that with the in my spirit. I say my spirit gets goosebumps. <laughs> this is your mandate, prophet of God, and the mandate of all fivefold ministers. This is it. I'm going to give them to you to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Number one. I didn't say preach and teach. Lay hands on. <laughs> Number one, equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Number two, build up the body of Christ. Build them up. Edify them. Release words of comfort and support and acceptance and love. Build up the body. You're part of the body. It's your body. Treat them like they're you. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number three, bring the body of Christ into unity. Oneness. No schisms. And number four, bring the body of Christ to maturity. That's in Ephesians chapter four for all Bible ministers. There you go. Doesn't say nothing about prophesying <laughs> or getting the preaching engagement, being the head conference speaker or whatever you want to call it, convener, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. The call, define the call. Definitions. And the call, you know, you're called at birth. We are called at birth. We are thought of God's heart before you even come or before you're released into your mom's womb. You're not an accident. The womb you were put in was on the purpose. It was on reason. It was supposed to happen. Rather, as, as they say, it was out of lust or, you know, rape or whatever it may have been. Doesn't matter. Don't matter. You were purposed to be born. That's right. And I truly believe in predestination. Mm -hmm. There's only one God. How else did people get here? You have to be predetermined. So we're called at birth. And we're, the call itself, is, it happens in the, in the mother's womb. Mm -hmm. you know, what you're called to do and who you're going to be. Because you already know. God already knew. Because yes. it was, it was, you were in his mind. That's right. You were in his heart. Right. You were part of him. You were released from him. Yes. Examples would be Samuel, 
John the Baptist, and even Jesus. When you think about their mommies and, and their births, okay, they were called in their mom's wombs. So the call is a mechanism used by God to get your attention. That is a mechanism to get your attention. This is a supernatural divine calling. So we'll see you at my house, Kelly. Okay. This is a supernatural divine calling. You will have encounters and or visitations from God. If you haven't had one, maybe it's coming. Just haven't had it yet. But if God called you, especially to be a prophet, especially to be an apostle, and I would say, say also the other fivefold gifts. I'm talking specifically gifts that Jesus gives to man. Yes. Those individuals have had some form of divine call or intervention. And it was by Jesus and not by man. It wasn't because my dad was the pastor and I'm a pastor. Okay. You don't appoint yourself. You don't call yourself. The mechanism, what we call call, is just to get your attention. In other words, I got my hand on you. And you ain't going to get no, you're not going nowhere until you obey the call that's on your life. Yes. And remember we talked about the burden? Mm -hmm. That burden will stay. That call will stay until you, until you yield and get in line. God's spirit and he'll keep coming he'll keep coming he'll keep giving you opportunity but there are some that get hardened hearts and can't explain why it does happen but that call is irrevocable and you're called from birth so commissioning commissioning ordination ordination commissioning uh, they're really kind of like the same sometimes we call um being ordained, it is a commissioning service. And then sometimes you could have licensing services and people are being licensed and ordained. And it just depends on the denomination you're under and who's going to, who's acknowledged you and what their process is. I know my sister, Fanny, she was, um, she was ordained as a, I forget the word because it's not in the Bible. Uh, female Kojic, the females, they're 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 ordained as what? Anybody remember? Missionaries. <laughs> Say it again. No, but the, no, but it's very fem similar. But that's not what they call her. Missionary. Missionary. Yeah, I'm sorry. Missionary. Yeah. In other words, I meant when I said it's not in the Bible, it's not a fivefold gift office. Yeah. But if it, you know, it could be, it could be evangelist. It could be, you know, a prophet. I don't know, but that's what, that was her calling. So she, she had a fivefold call and because she was in the Kojic setting, that's what she was ordained as. Now, had she come into a different setting, she would find that to be different, a different call. And I haven't had an intimate discussion with her on regards to her call and what happened and all those kind of things. There were places and things that we have done together years back that you know they definitely were supernatural things that we both impartake yeah. 
partook of. You know the yeah, I know the call is there. I don't know what it is. And God, you don't know it if God didn't tell you. God's not going to tell everybody what you call, what your office is. You can't, don't, don't be going asking people. You don't go, <laughs> don't go asking people who, if, if God called you to be a five-fold minister and what it was that he called you to do. So what it's telling me is you don't know and you're probably not called. Because <laughs> we already went over that, right? Jesus is the one that calls you. Jesus is the one that has an interaction with you. Jesus is the one that comes sees you. And then you're going to start, I'm ahead of myself because we're going to talk about this a little bit this afternoon about the actual preparation and training and that kind of thing. But then there's signs that follow. There's a presence, there's anointing. There's things that happen. And if that's not happening, then, you know, then it's, that's not you. Okay. So um, it's a formal, the, the actual commissioning service is an announcement to others that God has called you. And it has to happen. It's an endowment that occurs. Sometimes it's a transference of anointings that occur. There's mantles that are placed on. Yeah. Now, my mantle, I receive a mantle before. Oh, it's God's mantle. It's not my mantle. I always tell them none of this is mine. This is yours. I'm just a steward. I'm be a good steward of it. But it happened to me in the spirit, in a meeting spiritually, when they put it on me. It was before man even did that. And then after that, man affirms and acknowledges. Yeah. And, and because he does, and there's this, it's like there's something that happens supernaturally that connects you and puts you in place. But just realize when you get there in that place, in your place, you stay in your place and you know your place once you're in that place. Okay? Yes, exactly. You know it. You feel it. You, it's you. It fits. Yeah, it's, exactly. You're not, you know. <laughs> it fits in all those other things. But, the, you know, the other thing is, is that when that happens, Get ready because the angels and you know our our uh, our angelic host and what is it our witnesses a cloud of witnesses everybody's having a good time and celebrating you but you better believe the demons are over there too planning what they're going <laughs> so that's why I said they acknowledge and you you're known okay so just be aware of that as well but Amen. you have nothing to worry about if you've got that anointing and you've got that and, and you know you know it's God Amen. and you're walking in your you're walking in your calling and you know who you are you know your authority and on and on and on and on you right. don't worry about that Amen. but there's people who get out there like that and they better they have to worry yes that's where the trip up comes yes yes you shouldn't be you're, no, you're out of place you're not in your right place you've got to be in your right place Amen. yes sir Okay. Loud. Amos 7, 14. What is it? Amos 7, 14. Sometimes you say we're called at birth. Yes, we're called at birth. Sometimes you donn't even know. Mm-hmm. That's my idea what the call is. No, but you were called at birth, but you just didn't know. Yeah, we said, I was no prophet. No 
Two, three years, I followed this flock. The Lord said to me, go prophesy to our people. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, 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 it's true. It's exactly how it happens. Yeah, no, Mm-mm. you may not know. No, I didn't really know. I just knew I was different, and everybody else said I was different. <laughs> but that was okay. I wanted to be different, <laughs> I didn't want to conform to everybody else. <laughs> You know, I want to be a trailblazer and a leader or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Mm-hmm. No peace. See. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just, I'm just going to, before we go to break here, is just say that a formal written, a commissioning ordination is a formal deal. You, they give you a certificate and they sign it and all these things. People prophesy to you, maybe. It's formal. It's authorizing and granting or commanding the power to perform certain duties through Jesus Christ. Now, the other thing I'll add about that is that, you know, you have the, there's different levels and it depends on the denomination, like I had mentioned earlier. But, you know, people can be licensed and ordained that are not by phone. Okay, because you can be into in a service, service or administration or helps or whatever it may be. Just realize that, that everybody that has a license or who is ordained is not by phone. Okay. Because you have elders and pillars and whatever you want to call them in the church and every, you know, it just this is based on relationship and it's based on that church and that setting and those that leadership. Okay, so we we have to break for uh, we have to break for lunch and come back. Thank you for listening in. Looking forward to uh, meeting you, seeing you at our next prophetic training, which is scheduled for Monday. June 28th at 7 p.m. Monday, June 28th at 7 p.m. Thank you.